Chicago wrong point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So looking for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't try shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't try shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Top Back to Black and White podcast. I'm Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we're going to be going over the dreadful uh, turnaround that Milan gave us. Uh, unbelievable. You know, I'm at work and I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, oh, 2-1. Sweet. This is, this is not too bad. I mean, we're in the lead. It's kind of late. Then end of day, 4-2. I was like, oh, we must have won 4-2. Look a little bit closer. We lost 4-2 to Milan. What the hell is going on? So I'm like, okay, I got to get home uh, and see what is going down. Um, it's unreal. We have a very special guest today. Um, his name is Rocco. I'm sure, you've heard, I'm sure you've heard of him. I'm sure you know uh, a lot about him already. Uh, obviously, co-founder of Bianconetti YYZ uh, or Zed, whichever you prefer. Um, but uh Exactly. <laughs> uh, we don't want to discriminate now. But anyways, um, no, thank you, Rocco, for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, it's great to have you on. All right, man. Hey, it's a pleasure to be uh, to to uh, have a debut for uh, for your podcast. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I like to support um, all Juventus podcasts in general. I think I've been on almost all of them that I know of. Yes. Uh, and usually as one of the first guests uh, ever, so I, I, you know, maybe it's a good omen that I'm one of the good guests, one of the first guests, and hopefully uh, it'll be uh, many times coming back, and hopefully this is one of um, very, very hundreds of episodes and successful ones at that. So one of the things that I like to do is, you know, besides the Bianconetti YYZ, as you call them, um, you know, which is the newest club in uh, Toronto. For uh, Juventus fans, uh, a Juventus official fan club. Um, besides that, I'm more interested in uh, community building, and especially in in the Italian footballing movement as a whole. Uh, the only way that Italian football can grow and that Juventus can win in Europe is by having uh, by growing the market, by growing, and the best way to do that is to grow the Italian footballing movement as a whole. So. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm not. I'm not the FIGC president. I don't know anyone in that world. I'm not in the governance side of things. But you know what? I'm a community builder. I'm a fan, and you know, I build bridges with other fan clubs. You know, I go to the Lazio fan club. I have friends in the Milan fan club. You know, probably after today, a lot more friends in the Milan fan club. <laughs> but I like to reach out and build those bridges. So yeah, thank you, man. 
Oh yeah, no, it's always nice. Uh, it's always nice having those bonds. You know, it's not all uh, you know death by uh, a thousand cuts between each team. You know, it's uh, you know there's a lot of good people on both sides, uh, as some as some president said, but uh, not in the same not in the same context. But um, no, it's uh, no, it's good to see. And um, just before we kind of start here, uh, obviously, if you guys heard in the news. The uh, very famous Italian producer uh, Ennio Morricone passed away. Uh, so just a rest in peace to him. If you That's haven't cool. heard of him, I really would be sh- surprised. You know, he's done over 400 scores for cinema and television, um, as well as 100 classical works. Crazy. Um, the films that he was he has worked on, uh, over 70 of them were awarded. You know, some of the biggest awards in 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 the world. And just iconic work. I mean, if you've listened to, you know, as an Italian, you know, being in Italian class in high school, you know, one of the films we watched, Cinema Paradiso. Unbelievable. Favorite movie of all time, bro. Favorite exactly, movie exactly. of all time. And it's just, it. yeah, it's just incredible work. Like the, the amount of craft he puts into the, the each track and how well it suits the film. Obviously, more recently, Hateful Eight. I think he did a, a phenom- phenomenal job on that one. And yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. For that. Finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Unfortunately, overlooked by the Academy, uh, which was, I think, rather biased in, uh, in favor of, uh, of uh, the American uh, John Williams. And, um, and uh, there's another guy, uh, last name starts with a Z, escapes me at the moment. Uh, but that's right. That's right. Correct. Thank you. Um, but uh, absolute giant, and when and when he finally did win the Oscar, the statuette was like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm being held. Yeah. By Ennio Morricone. Yeah, yeah. No, it's unbelievable. So just wanted to quickly shout out. You know, obviously, like you said, the Italian community, great Italians around the world, and you know, just wanted to make that note. But let's get into uh, Bianconeri. Why? Why? Zed, um, obviously, we're I'm a I'm, I'm a member, obviously. Um, Thank you. But uh, yeah, no, definitely for me, it was something you know. You look at where all these major cities, right? And they have their clubs, and you know, Canada is a little bit more spread out than a lot of the the rest of the world, correct? So, you know, I reached out to Vancouver. No mess. No 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 response. So, UV Fan Club of Vancouver, what's going on over there? Um, but so I, I, I really had no idea until I start, you know, started asking questions. Obviously, seeing that you guys had recently, you know, formed the the club and then obviously got official status, and I was surprised that you know someone from, you know, Alberta could join this this club that's obviously located. Obviously, you're not going to be going to the meetups and and stuff like that, but. Definitely, there's a lot of benefits. Um, you get to meet a lot of great people, obviously. Um, but again, so one of the big questions that, that I've been asked, because I've had a few people in Calgary obviously say, oh, you know, there's also this other club. So give us a, you know, because uh, you've been on the, obviously, Beppe show, Bonyani show, and did the Q&A. So you've, had, you've answered a lot of the, you know, gen- the generic questions. So we're not going to bore you guys with, with that. I would definitely go check out that video. But why choose Bianconeri YYZ over this other club that's in Toronto? Mm-hmm. Sell us, sell us, well, Rocco, sell us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you know what? I mean, we're I'm, I'm all about as I as I alluded before. 
I'm not about creating division. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, the more people we can get into the uh, Juventus official fan club tent, the happier uh, I am. Uh, we don't uh, we don't obsess at YYZ with uh, size. We're not looking to become the biggest the the biggest uh, club, but we want uh, to have more of a boutique kind of approach where each member feels special, each member feels heard and listened to, uh, and uh, we have guiding principles and you know of course are dry, driven by our passion, but uh, most and foremost, first and foremost. Um, this idea of, of, of democracy, of, of, uh, of having voices heard, uh, and, um, and of integrity. So that's, those are the ideals that we aspire to in terms of, uh, you know, we, we run, since we have a very large community from, you know, sea to shining sea, as the, uh, as the Canadian saying goes, and uh, we, we like to hold, you know, virtual meetups, especially in, uh, in, the, in light of COVID, uh, since everyone's discovered Zoom and Skype and all kinds of um, different uh, software that allows you to do that kind of thing, so we will do we do the virtual meetups. We started virtually off of a Facebook group, which is really tightly knit, and and you know it's alive. You know, people that are in other JOFCs that I won't mention uh, form come into into our group in order to interact with us right and and we and i personally don't want anything to do with other with with people in other uh like i'd like to interact with them but you know i'm i don't want to track them or to convert them to my club because it's not a, it's not a net gain right you're just right. taking someone from one place, putting them in another that's useless right so there's the virtual aspect there is the the aspirational ideal aspect uh, and of course, um, you know, in the in-person uh, meetups that we do are special. We have, you know, we are very, very particular for of the, in terms of selecting a venue that is elite, that is top-notch, that has not only great food, that has great drinks, that is guaranteed to have a great time, that shows gains in HD which may seem a little odd to some people, but, you know, not everybody does that. Um, you know, uh, some people have this clubhouse aspiration. They like to have a clubhouse in an industrial area. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't come with all the bells and whistles that, that say, we do when we, come, when we go to top-end pubs that are central in downtown Toronto. Um, and we also, we also do have the odd... A meetup that doesn't take place in the most central part of Toronto. It'll be a little bit in a, in a bedroom community, but still within Toronto, uh, the city of Toronto, uh, in order to help, in order to go to people who live, uh, to members who live in those areas there, right? So, and again, this brings us back to the principle of, of, of democracy and of, and of uh, uh, catering to and listening to what the people want. Awesome. No, that's great to hear. And uh, yeah, no, it's definitely if if that was kind of something that was lacking, it's definitely seen in 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 this group. So uh, definitely appreciate it. And uh, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I think that's something you want, uh, especially if you are living. Obviously, I do have relatives, and I'm gonna get yeah. get after them to to join. Um, and obviously, friends from that have been on the podcast. Now, someone did come yeah. on the podcast. His name is Luca. 
Now he was having a little bit of a problem with uh, the form, so did, did that, yeah. did that get rectified? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we need to update that damn form to include QC, right? Uh, Quebec. But you know what? I mean, we, we can deal with that offline. I'll tell you, even if he puts himself down as Ontario, you know, we would still That's accept good. him anyway and make sure that when we include his uh, information in the actual form, that goes that gets mailed back to uh, Torino, right? Or, or to to what I call Mamma Juve, you know, and to the uh, to the real to the Juventus club FC uh, football club. Uh, then of course he would have all the correct uh, information in there. So yeah, and and you know membership is open for 2021. Uh, while we cannot register you yet because they haven't opened that, we we're we're accepting uh, applications and. Uh, uh, and of course, you know, uh, payment. Uh, and as soon as then it's ready, then we'll boom, we'll, we'll just do a whole lot of data entry and make sure everyone's in. So if you're interested, if you're in and around the GTA, uh, the Greater Toronto Area, and beyond in Canada, if you want, you can uh, you can reach out and uh, and sign up on. Um, you can do so online. There's actually a direct link on our brand spanking new website, which is bianconatiyyz.com. Nice and simple. Hit membership fill the form, even if it has Quebec, you know, reach out to us, put, say, some, say something, say, hey, Rocco, it's got Quebec. I wrote down Ontario. I'm from Quebec. We'll make it happen. Beautiful. See, Luca, Luca, I made it happen. There you go. Just That's all yeah. you got to do. That's all you got to do. But see, that's the problem. When you when you have about three referendums in the history of Canada, then they start they stop uh, including <laughs> you on the list. So that's what happened. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So many in Canada, so many things, so many contests um, exclude Quebec, you know, and they say, you know, you can applies everywhere except Quebec. So they have some kind of rule there that prevents them from, uh, from participating. But uh, yeah, no. So even even speaking to the, you know, briefly about the benefits, obviously, you're going to get the, the, the ability to watch games through the ticketing portal that we have access to uh, as fans, obviously. Post COVID, um, whenever right. this gets back to normal, obviously, like you said, in Toronto, you're going to be able to go to these meetups, um, and obviously, yeah, it's something to have. Like even if you're going to go, you know, with the experiences I've had with ticketing, um, it's definitely something that you want to get become a part of. Like I said, even if you're not from Toronto, because the for and how much is the mem- how much does the membership go for? The membership for brand new members, it's 49, but we like to recognize those who have put faith in our project from year one. So for this year, the renewal, if you were part of the first uh, batch of folks who joined us, is 35. So right. 49 for new, 35 for renewals. Which is, again, and, and more yeah, than worth it. Yeah, I mean, and especially, I mean, if you're planning to go to Torino and see the game live, I mean, you'd be foolish you're spending thousands of dollars to get there, right? Thirty-five bucks is nothing, yeah. uh, and it's nice if you, you know, if you if you do this like a couple of months before, you know, you do it, you, you actually decide to pull the trigger on it, yeah. uh, because you know we can then hook you up with a ticket. You know, they'll they will make sure that we get it here. You know, we do the whole all the transactions of payment. Then once you get there, we will tell them, hey, listen. Is there an opportunity to do the uh, walkabout, which is a, a stadium tour, which you know what it is if you've been to Torino plus it's a stadium tour plus and ends up you end up in the tunnel 
welcoming the players as they come off, you know, slapping them five and whatnot, yeah. right? Like giving them five. Um, hopefully, I mean, some in, after some games, you want to slap them after the game too, right? But like, you know, yeah, we're going to get after today. After today, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> um, like I said, it's going to be more than worth it. If anyone is a UV fan in Canada and you know you're going to be heading, obviously, post-COVID, because there have been a lot of people who have been saying, yeah, I was supposed to go this year. Yeah, I was supposed to go this year. So there's going to be a lot of people wanting to go after to get yeah. uh, their first experience. Uh, last little uh, statement or whatever if you want to call it. Um, so, Rocco, I know we've won that contest uh, for the, uh, obviously, yeah. the JOFC J-O- contest. Yeah. How much How much do I have to bribe for me to get on that list to uh, to go through that whole jamboree? That <laughs> yeah, so, so this is something above and beyond uh, whatever the benefits are, right? Like, I, I was just talking about the walkabout. There's the this thing called Terzo Tempo, which just means the third half where you go to like for dinner or something afterwards that has an additional cost to it right and and it's and it's very limited so you know it's something that you have to kind of book in advance and hopefully there isn't a lot of competition there's discounts uh that you can get on the online store and you don't have to be in Turin for that you can get discounts at any event to store in person so which they're all over europe and italy i think there might be one in north america too but nowhere close to us um so and on top of all that we are one of the few lucky winning un event official fan clubs who won the jofc challenge we won in the weighted categories obviously being a smaller club uh you know we had a much smaller denominator uh to 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 make those points uh count and we won like a special walkabout that will include uh actually going on the field and I think meeting the players there or so it's just something really special yeah. that uh, that's like even more, even bigger and better than a walkabout. Um, but you know, they, they're, uh, we haven't organized exactly when that will be. Right. I don't, it's, it's, I don't know if it's limited to 25 people. Or I think, I think it might be. I, if we get 25 people going from our club, I will be very, very, very surprised because you know, you need to coordinate that, right? And not oh, yeah. every it has to happen by the end of the 2021 uh, season, oh. so it's next season. Uh, I think initially they wanted to do it by end of 2020. That was before COVID broke out, right? So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll still see about exactly when that is. But, you know, I don't think that Juventus will renege. Uh, you know, considering what's happened with with COVID, so right. yeah, that's something that that's a dream. Um, I haven't been to Torino in oh, I think the last time I was there was 2016. So it's been four years, and to be honest, I had been there fought like for so many consecutive seasons. I went there in 2012. I went there in 2013 twice. 2014, 2015, and 2016, or something like that, and then I haven't been back since. <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually my, I think that was my first time too. Was 2016 uh, last game of the season? So, but um, yeah, no, hello, nice. hell of a time, hell of a time. So but you guys, saw yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's when they uh, mm. they uh, all the fans, the Kurvasud, just bombarded the pitch and they took off, but. Unfortunately, there was no parade, which, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But it was a hell of an experience. It was a hell of an experience. Um, but, yeah, guys, again, Bianconeri YYZ, check them out. Become a member. Get that access. So, And, uh, you know, 
if you don't know Rocco, which I would be shocked, obviously his handle on Twitter is Catanacho NA. Um, again, like he said, he's been on multiple platforms, social uh, uh, videos, whatever you want to call them, channels, YouTube channels. Um, but if you don't know him, kind of give us a feel. You know, I know you've said you've you're, you've ne- you've never really had this favorite player. This you know, there's no obviously it's it's for the the jersey for the the crest um yeah. kind of give us the not to necessarily age yourself but give us the generation uh that you grew up in and what really brought the love to the black and white stripes for all the well and so my my genesis story as a Juve fan right i mean uh, it's very very straightforward i mean it, it's really weird um and i and i completely see why some people come to the uh, why some people come to the club, right? They, they, you can have a fantastic player, uh, Platini or Baggio or De Piero or someone like that. That just, that just makes you fall in love with right. uh, eventually the team and it sticks with the team. In my case, it was, I guess it's just the kind of person I am. I'm one of my best friends. Like I just, I had just moved back, moved to Italy with my family, my family's originally from there. So they moved back and I moved there for the first time. And uh, my best friend uh, happened to be a Juve fan and he you know, told me about the legend that was Juventus and um, about the, the most successful team and the most Scudettata team in the world. The first team to win every single trophy under the sun that a club team can win. Um, and the, basically the first team to have a complete, uh, trophy case and, you know, and, and the rest is history. I just, I just fell, fell in love, got more and more interested, you know, and, and I owe, like, even though that friendship uh, didn't last because my friend moved away, uh, you know, Juventus is something that stuck with me and kind of, uh, uh, really taught me how to, how to, uh, socialize with people. It's been a reason to socialize with people, and it still is to this day in a very different way. It was a reason for why I, I learned Italian so well, and because you know, of course living there. But um, it pushed me to buy uh, magazines. I would save my allowance every week so I could buy the magazine at the end of the month, Ura Juventus, which was uh, the official magazine of the club. And I think now it only exists in uh, um, uh, digital form, if at all. Yeah. Um, so, so it's uh, it's just you know it's one of those things, um, and of course uh, you know being my luck, I I started cheering for Juventus right at the beginning of a nine-year drought in Scudetti. Right? <laughs> so, so they built you well. They built you well. Told, right, and it's just the most amazing thing because you know, and this is this is why like I, I see a lot of uh, lack of resilience, if you will. From some Juventus fans, I mean, my my skin has been built on these kind of tough reference experiences where we never made it to Champions League because Champions League was only for the first team, the Scudetto winning team. Um, you know, we would win the odd UEFA Cup, Italian Cup, end up third, end up second, but like never the bride, always the bridesmaid. And then, of course, once I moved back to Canada, so after seven years of Italy, my family decided to move back. Uh, Juventus immediately that season won the Scudetto with Lippi. So, so um, I, I didn't even have the joy of like rubbing it in, in my Milanista and Interista 
friends' faces to say, ah, we won this yeah. year. We are the champions. We are the champions, right? No way. No way. So, you know, that's that's basically it. So the Juventus that I grew up with was the Juventus of Rui Barros and uh, uh, Zavarov and Alenichev. You know, that's back when Italian teams were allowed only three foreigners. And we thought well to get, you know, two losers from the Soviet Union. Uh, um, uh, you know, and Rui Barros, who was like tiny Portuguese guy, but like super speedy and like agile and great, great forward. But, you know, like a B or an A minus kind of player. Um, you know, of course, the yeah, tail end of the careers of Antonio Cabrini and uh, Giancarlo Marocchi, uh, Sergio Tacconi. You know, these these legends towards the end of, uh, of their career. And of course, seeing the trajectory uh, beginning of Baggio and uh, and uh, and the the, the hero uh, who, who who kind of the hero of a tournament and maybe a season or two who was uh, Toto Schillaci. So th- those are that was the UA that I started that I started following. And of course, I was lucky to be old enough to uh, to truly appreciate everyone who came after Del Piero and Peruzzi yeah. and Zidane and Yali and everyone. Beautiful. No, that's awesome. Uh, just love hearing that, you know, because just spitting the knowledge and I think it's good. You know, that that's kind of one thing I said when I started this is kind of, you know, bringing back the past because it really you know in today's world like you said it was so difficult even to get into champions league uh, or champions cup as they called it back then and right. a lot of people don't realize that everyone thinks it's now just a privilege uh, it's it's their right to be in the champions league when at Correct. one point it was a privilege because you had to mm-hmm. win the league every year so no that's that's really that's really nice to hear Rocco I appreciate that story um let's kind of get right into it now obviously the news for today there isn't too much um obviously Bonucci was the captain for today uh he had his 400th game obviously against uh Torino um and again the biggest news I would say is Lazio losing to Lecce in the morning the early game uh which you know gave us Juve fans a very confident sense uh before live I saw a lot of tweets this morning saying nine Scudetto loading um (laughs) yeah so it it's it's funny where we're sitting now. Obviously, I'm wearing black, and usually we wear black when it's uh, you know funerals, bad times. Yeah. But you know, let's let's not not get too yeah. negative. Exactly. So, um, you know, how have you been seeing Juve? Because I've seen, obviously in these last there's this restart. I've seen them a certain way, and I kind of want to hear what your thoughts on how we've been playing. Have you liked it? Uh, has it been clunky? What do you think, Rocco? Like, how have we? Obviously, culminating to this moment against Milan, have you liked the the way we've been playing? What do you? Th- what's your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I gotta say a uh, bit of a stutter uh, thing. You know, they got off to uh, not a great start, which is understandable. There were no warm up matches, um, so you know some of that's gonna this, your form's gonna suffer. Uh, I didn't see us getting played off the field. If if you know that's what you're asking, I think we held our own against Milan uh, in the first in the Coppa Italia game, albeit we're, you know, we were up to one man, um, 10 against 11, 30 minutes, played great football. Like I was really surprised. And, uh, and then, you know, we just, we just maybe cal- more of a calculated approach. We kind of took the, the, uh, the result home against Napoli. 
you know, we sat on top of their box for most of the game. Uh, and I think all of our limits have been exposed year in, year out. Whenever we play a side that is very disciplined phys- uh, physically, physically fit, but also very disciplined tactically to shut down all the spaces. And, you know, that's what Napoli did, right? They, they just sat us out, waited us out, and countered. Um, Pioli figured that out uh, today, I think. Um, even though it wasn't in a classic fashion, to be honest, they didn't score against us in in uh, counters. Yeah. Like in, I think one of them, they made the third goal was a counter. Um, you know, it's, we'll get into that. But uh, you know, the what was in between were some pretty uh, impressive stuff, and I think in a growing in a growing fashion, uh, we saw a good first half uh, against Lechen. And it paid off in the second. And then against Genoa, you know, I think solid throughout. Uh, against Torino, you know, they Torino's is is is, in, is having trouble. You know, and and I I don't think that we are to discount totally those three sides and say, well, you know, that's why we were so good. I think I think we've been coming into our own and had a good rhythm. And then of course, you know, uh, if you judge by the result, uh, you know, today is definitely not. Definitely not one to, to look at, but you know I think it's not all to be to be thrown away. I think there was 60 minutes of, you know, sometimes really good, uh, most of the times eh, pretty good. Okay, uh, soccer played, and then and then you know the collapse. So uh, I think I, I've, I've generally I've enjoyed uh, Juve's return. You know, you can't complain uh, with with uh, you know victories in terms of uh, what the league is league victories are concerned. And uh, yeah, they're really bummer about about the Co- losing the Coppa Italia in uh, at the lottery of, of penalties, as they call yeah. them. So anything can happen in, in penalty shootouts, and you know we it wasn't it wasn't our day. I think we were, they were poorly taken uh, and poorly selected shooters, to be honest. Yeah, I think for me it's more of a, like I've looked. Let's not looking at the first two because I kind of think that was a little bit separate but personally for me i've again i agree with you we've seen progression um we've loved this 433 formation the only thing that worried me and I, I like i said barring my twitter account uh i like to stay not too high not too low in the lows and not too high in the highs when yeah. we look good so for yeah. me there was always something that was nagging every every one of those games you look at how they set up a lot of those, you look at Lecce, they tried to outgun us. Then they got the red card and found out that their legs were not going to hold in for 90 minutes. And we completely overpowered them. You look at Torino, again, individual brilliance, I would say, obviously, with those goals. The game against Genoa, same same thing with Genoa. They tried to outgun us, sat five back. And a lot of these teams are sitting five back and very narrow. So we yeah. can go left, we can go right, we can go wherever we want, and you know we take our opportunities, and eventually they went in. So my only worry mm-hmm. was if a team, and I thought one of those teams was going to follow that blueprint, was Milan or a team playing like Milan did in the first game, taking that blueprint and kind of setting two lines of four and being very kind of a pain in the ass to to our wingers and obviously to our mid which we didn't see. So I was kind of shocked. I'm like, okay, maybe they all forgot about it or they're just not paying attention. Um, mm-hmm. But again, like you said, mm-hmm. then we saw it in this game again and it didn't, it seemed like it was more of kind of a back and forth, again, clunky game. Um, 
Obviously, with the lineup, everyone kind of all knew what was to be expected. There was a little bit of a maybe Matuidi will come in for Pjanic, but I didn't really see that happening. Um, obviously, we had the usual 4-3-3 with Rugani in the back beside Bonucci, Cuadrado, Danilo, um, and then again, the usuals. And the number nine was obviously Higuain uh, instead of Dybala. Right. Milan, again, 4-2-3-1, kind of how they set up. How we previewed it, the only difference was Rebic slid to the left hand, left mid, uh, or left winger, if you want to call it. And then obviously Ibra was up top. So not too much, nothing that we didn't really expect. But yeah, again, something where you you see you see them. And again, it started early, right? I saw two lines of four, and I was like, okay, we're gonna have. To, it's gonna be interesting because we don't have DiBala there now to yeah. break. Break and it was just, it seemed like it was really difficult. I don't know what, so let's kind of get into the match now. We'll go kind of 30 <laughs> minutes, 30 minutes or so at a time. Um, for me, quadra- the fullbacks are killing me. The fullbacks, uh-huh. they are killing me, Rocco. Um, and I love what Quadrado can give us on the offensive end. But defensively, he's becoming, like, I'm counting now. Like, every match I'm counting. I'm like, mistake, 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 mistake. And mm-hmm. that's something, that's why, I don't know, like, me and Al, we like to go back and forth about, like, Alexander, right? Is he not, is he too defensive? Is he, uh, right? Is he, do we need someone who's more offensive and less? To me, I think he's perfect. Obviously, he made a huge mistake today, but it is his first game back from... Yeah. A pretty serious injury, and I wasn't too happy that Sadi did choose to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we go into uh, you know, obviously, there's a couple. Bonucci had an amazing chance, and one thing that's good about uh, Bernardeschi is he actually seems to know how to curl the ball in. So maybe on some of those wide and long positions, he could start taking the free kicks if we want to yeah. put the ball in the box, but um, yeah. really. Nothing, um, nothing really uh, special in the in the first. It was kind of a back and f- Milan would take their chances. They would hold possession, then they would sit back and it would go back the other way, and we'd kind of go back and forth. Is that kind yeah. of what you saw, Rocco? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the only thing I I noted was around twelve minutes. Ronaldo had a shot. There was a good yep. play, there, a good breakup play with uh, Bernardeschi, yep. offering him up the ball. But you know, like his shot was, I think it just missed or was just deflected uh, by Conti by Conti, right? Otherwise, Milan shutting down the spaces nicely uh, and making their own attempts at goal. You know, um, nothing nothing uh, transcendental, but you know, like still. Still uh, kind of a balanced game until uh, at that point anyway. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because the commentator made uh, he, he made a note of how many penalties we were they were given. Obviously, they talked about the handball uh, in, in the last game. Um, but it's funny because we changed our rules to model the EPL's rules. Right. So really, if the, if the problem is we're giving too many, maybe it has to do with, you know, Maybe the Italians should be setting their own rules as what is handball and not be using this other system that yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. Well, uh, but we'll, we'll get we'll get into that one. But it's uh, you know I don't know why that was even given. But uh, yeah, no, it's just more notes of Quadrados, you know, dumb tackles. Um, and then really, I just wrote from the thirty sixth on to the halftime, just nothing special. Like really, yeah. it was. 
there, there was a shot that Danilo had around 37 yes. minutes blocked, and Nguyen had a weak shot, but he had a weak shot, but it was in, uh, no, sorry, it was 46 minutes. So I think it was second. I don't know if that was 46 of the first half, you know, like uh, additional time. Or, but anyway, it's just what I, I have that down as 46, so maybe it's the second half. But there was a good buildup that led to that shot. The shot was yes. weak. The shot was weak. It was it was worthless, but it was a nice buildup that. So you saw a little bit, okay, something something may be coming here, right? Yeah, so no, exactly. Mainly uneventful first half. Uneventful. Yeah. No, no, exactly. That was a good point. It was the 36th. And yeah, it was like a good link-up play. And then obviously Danilo takes the shot and it was like, okay, well, what that that was kind of, that was nothing. And Danilo really hasn't yeah. showed much in, in this game, really wasn't really effective. Um, again, like you said, we'll get into the second half. Um, definitely started out great. I mean... Perfect run, obviously, from Rabiot. And then Iguain does a really nice job of dragging the Milan defender kind of out of the middle. And again, not necessarily more of a, a mistake on Romagnoli. And then obviously, I believe it was Kair that was that got pushed out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, great, great, uh, unbelievable shot by uh, Rabiot. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was quite shocked. What a goal. I, I tweeted out, I was uh, Diego Armando Rabiot. <laughs> just took the ball, won, won a ball in the midfield, which is like, you know, something he, yeah. something unusual. And then, like, runs past the player, nutmegs, uh, I think uh, I think it was Kair or uh, or Conti, I can't remember. Yeah. And, and, and it just takes the ball. And, yeah, absolutely. Absolute screamer of a, what a, like, you know, that, that could have been a goal that just destabilized Milan and just, you know, could have buried them. But, you know, yeah, you, go on. You, You'd think, and you know, then again, Quadrado playing with fire makes a mistake in the 49th. Again, doesn't really cost us much, but um, and then Rugani definitely makes. You know, he had some great. Like, what what was your thoughts on Rugani up to this point? I know we'll get into a little bit how it changed, but I thought yeah. he was I thought he was pretty stable with Bonucci for a good chunk of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it is his first game in how many years now? Like. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, to get that game rhythm and also to get the right kind of legs. So you know, I that's that's the only it's that's the only excuse you can give. Overlining, to be honest. But you know, until that point, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was you know it was an okay performance. Also, because you know, Milan was pretty much limited to not very uh, to, to fairly harmless uh, forward forays. You know, with the odd. Um, you know, near not near miss, but not really dangerous scoring chances. I haven't seen any until uh, at this point. Right, and then you know we get to the fifty third minute. Mm-hmm. Quadrado with a great ball over the top, and yeah. Ronaldo making a run, and just you know, <laughs> I don't know what the hell Mila, the Milan. Oh was yeah, doing. They, they just compl- they just canceled each other out, and he just like thank you. Yep, and you know it wasn't the most. Irresistible shot, right? Because no. uh, Donnarumma, you know, probably was just surprised by it, and he had and Ronaldo had so much of the net to shoot at that, you know, if he, he just angled it right and gave it just enough power to put it over to to have not be able to stop it. And he just, I think he got a bit of a hand on it, finger on it, but not, that's it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, up to nothing at that point. Yeah. Um, Seems like we're sailing. Everything, yeah, 
Everything, everything's hey, good. <laughs> ship, ship it off. Take the three points home. Nope. Um, Podrado again just gets dummied, broken ankles on on the edge of the box. Obviously, we had Rugani. You know, he had a, a nice block there to you know help us out. But then again, um, let's get into this one. Sixty first minute. Uh, I can't remember who crossed it in, but I know Rebic obviously headed it towards goal. And Rugani's arm is, I don't know how you want to judge it, but to me, I'll just say this. If you cut his arm off, the ball goes directly and hits him in the chest and does probably does not bounce toward goal. Or at least if it bounces off of his chest and goes forward, you're looking at a 50-50 between two players. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing with this rule. It's like, yeah, just let it be. Let like it has to be egregious, and I don't yeah. see that as something egregious. Like like the last game, I don't see it egregious. Yeah, I, I think he started with his his arm was out. Like, A little I, bit. I, I kind of saw it. I one first time when I saw it live, I'm like, yeah, that kind of looks like a penalty to me because the arm was wasn't tucked in, like, right? And but and I thought it hit like about here, right? Just a yeah. little the, the, the shoulder, which is a penalty, right? But then he kind of when I when I looked at it again, I was like I noticed that he he actually was going toward you know putting it towards his body. I don't think he actually was able to get it to get it connected, uh, and uh, and it hit and it hit like below. So you know it, it's a penalty that could have been given. It's fine. You know, but at two one, you know, you should be able to lock that down and be like, okay, well, we just we take note, and now it's like, okay, let's just make sure that we take the game home. But you know, it's yeah. be, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, the, the final kind of thing on that. I just hate how it's like we're really looking from this position here to tucked. It's yeah. like that's what's inches in a game that's going how fast, yeah. right? Especially yeah. because it's coming off of a header. It's not like it came off the cross, you know. But, I mean, it is what it is. The ref has the right to call it. I just think, you know, that necessarily gives them a lot of life. You know, they they then score the penalty. Obviously, Ibra scores the penalty. And, okay, wake-up time. Wake up, Ibra. Yeah. But, no, yeah. we, were, we were still fast asleep. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, 65 minutes in, first cross, well, first decent cross in from Crodato on the wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the wings were essentially inexistent in this game. We couldn't get them involved. Milan, mm-hmm. like I said, was pressing though. Every time they tried to come up and, and one two, pressed heavily and really couldn't get anything going. I think towards the end, we started moving more, but I think that was just more based off of fatigue and, you know, spaces then start opening up. And obviously when Milan's up 4-2, um, they're going to start giving more space to you and sitting sitting back, right? But uh, then we get into uh, the 66th minute. Mm-hmm. And I just, you, you sit and you watch them score this and you go... Is anyone just awake in, in the brain there? Like, does any is, is everyone's like, oh, I don't want to touch the guy. I don't want to just clear the yeah. ball out. You know, they're one twoing like everybody's getting an assist on that on that ball. And yeah. obviously, Kessie just walks out, smashes it in, and I'm going. And I believe it was uh, Quadra- Quadrado even got a touch on the ball that went through him. 
and oh. then obviously it was one two and then bang in the net and you're just like why is everyone standing around like wake up the game's not over yet like yeah hello hello wake up and Borucci is like doing these like yeah. backward lunges. and you're going like what are you doing man you're just looking like a flamingo out there yeah. right just like, smash that ball out of there yeah smash yeah. that ball out of there no uh, resolve no resolve and then it keeps getting worse um Obviously, uh, I believe it was uh, Leao gets the ball, brings it wide, and, you know, I don't know if I want to blame completely on Rugani. This is, we'll see what, what you see, what you have to say about this, but Chesney. Yeah. You know, when in, in something in hockey, we talk about, you know, near post goals, right? And obviously, okay, the Nets are a little bit different size, but... Those are the worst. The goalie hates that the most. Obviously, you're on that side. Yes, it is deflected, but he takes a shot from, mm-hmm. from out there. And I'm just looking like, how did you let that in? How did you let that in? And it was just a, it was just a flurry, right? A flurry of counters. And uh, again, Liao, a very quick player, very offensive player, just takes the ball and hammers one, obviously, from the left side mm-hmm. near post. And that was three two. We're behind the eight ball now. Yeah. So again, what did you think? What did you think of the third goal, Rocco? Oh man, uh, like that. Like what was what was Chesney doing? Right. That it did like near post. Are you kidding me? Like that. You're supposed to have that covered. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, and and I mean. W- What's the guy doing? Just just walk, walking right in. Just go here. Yeah. You know, just, just come on in. Just you know, come take a look at the dining room set that we just got. Yeah. You know, like what is this? Right? And boom, shot goes right by him. And I'm like, uh, oh, like are, are, what's happening? Yeah. Here? It's just a you comedy. Know? But the joke, the joke is that at least, you know, Milan knows something about six minute meltdowns and blackouts, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. They, maybe it was just catchy. Maybe it was just you know, contagious. You know, this is going on. Everything's a pandemic happening. You know, maybe they passed on the uh, Istanbul bug. Yeah, to, exactly. Uh, for that, well, whatever. I, you know, it's that. That was. Uh, it was uh, six minutes of hell. It's like one, two, yeah. and then you're going okay, two, two. All right, maybe we'll wake, wake up, up now. And, right, go back. Maybe we can make it three, two. We go down three two is okay. Maybe we can make it three three. Let's go. At least we can salvage a point and and you know still gain out of this game week, right? And be up a point. But go on. <laughs> yeah, and it just went uh, went from there. Um, you know, obviously now it's time to make subs according to Zadi. After all this happened, <laughs> after we go down, um, obviously Matuidi comes on, Douglas Costa comes on, and Ramsey comes on. To me, it was just a little too late, and you could tell that we were behind, and it just wasn't. It didn't matter what you were gonna do, and it was just they were just too good at that point. And you know, it's like a, a cold engine, and uh, you can't really start it at that point. Um, obviously, again, 75th minute, uh, Milan counter, and you know, Bonucci clueless. Um, I don't know. You, you, we 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 bring on obviously Alexander, which like I said, I didn't want. I didn't think we needed him. Um, 
difficult injury, but he gets brought on for obviously Cuadrado. So he goes back in his left back role. Obviously, Danilo moves to the right. First ball. <laughs> yeah. And I think actually, no, before, just before the, they scored, obviously there was, uh, I believe it was Rugani, right? Who had that, had that header, um, that tested Donnarumma, but maybe yeah. atoning for some oh, yeah. stupidity. That would, that would have almost made it a not terrible uh, performance. Yeah, exactly. So, and then obviously 80th minute, Alexandro, I don't know who he was giving the ball to. Everyone was half asleep anyway, so it doesn't matter who the hell. He, he might as well have put it in the stands because uh, it didn't look... Everyone was like, oh, the ball's coming back over here to the right side. Rugani's like, whatever. And then um, Bonaventura, Bonaventura uh, right, on his t- right on his toe, puts it over to Rebic, and he, he buries it. And, you know, that was game over right at that point. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're of course, a good old Canadian boy, and... You know, you, you know about Don Cherry, and yep. he has, he said all the time, you know, kids, don't center that puck, yep. right? Same thing, right? Don't center the ball. Like, the guy crossed. Basically, it was an Alexandro cross, yeah. right? He should get a second assist on that, right? <laughs> and and Bonaventura gets a first assist, and Rebic with a goal, right? And it was just, it, it was just, uh, just a, bad night there's just yeah. a bad bad half an hour where like start to finish very little to to salvage from it um you know it's i just chalk it i just 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 trash it just yeah. trash it. see what way exactly. you can learn from it from the good from the bad and and just 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 throw it in the in the garbage and saying okay you know next game is three days from now and let's yeah. make it happen Right, because that's yeah, exactly. the thing. You can't really excuse. I don't know if you read what Saudi said in the post game, right? But yep. he said there's not even. It's not even. He said it's not even worth it. Get this, the coach saying it's not even worth it to think too much about it because we just have to focus on the positive and think about the next game. Because if you just you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna give myself a headache just thinking about this game, and, and I'm going like. Okay, maybe you might want to take a look at the lacune, you know, take a look at what what the the gaps are, and you know, try to improve yeah. on. That. He's going like, no, I'm just gonna improve and I'm just gonna move on and just go to the next thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and he said, well, he said we played 60 minutes of world level football um, yeah. as well, um, yeah. and I was like. Yeah. There wasn't really enough there. I mean, if you're thinking that not conceding is world-level football, then maybe that's one thing. Um, but I don't know if that's the definition that uh, that I would give to that. Again, like you said, these are one of those games that you need to keep in mind because this is these are our problems. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that needs to be solved because Atalanta is going to be coming in hot. Um, yeah. they've won yeah. what seven games in a row, um, right. and yeah, they're not going to be holding up. They don't take any prisoners. They don't give a shit if you're Juve, Napoli, or anyone else. Um, yeah. So this is going to be again a real test. And I think yeah, like you said, Sadi has to learn. Um, he didn't really think the Lazio result affected. I don't think it did either. Mm. Um. I think Higuain today, you know, 
just looking at some, let's go kind of some look at some of the players. To say worst, I think the whole defensive back line you'd have to put. And if you want to include the whole team really, you know, laying an egg, I wouldn't be a problem. Maybe Rabio you could give probably top performer uh, of today just because of the worldly goal he scored. But um, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he was. Uh, that he, bar isn't set too high. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, it's probably one of his better performances today uh, of the year. Um, you know, Ronaldo had an okay game, but nowhere near, you know, what we've come to expect. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't even know if I can come up with a third player other than, the, than those two. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like... Just, look, like you look said, it's just a throwaway. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like who's trying to pick the... Uh, what's wor- who's worse than than the, and then the other one and they're all pretty much in that category you know it's kind of surprising how much we missed the lick though um yeah. but i i don't necessarily think that was a key theme today um i think even if we would have had the lick i think it would have been similar to that first game against milan and i think mm. this is the real test that i've been looking for and this yeah. these are the answers that we need to solve is a team that's going to you know, sit four and four, clog up the middle, and, you know, you're really going to have to... You look at the first two goals, again, something like Torino, where our ingenuity, our talent kind of pushed us through, but really, you know, are we going to be able to do that against Atalanta? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, Mm -hmm. the one thing with Atalanta, though, is their defense hasn't been as great. Uh, It's been noted, but I think they'll definitely be able to pot four, five, or six if we're not good at the back. So God, uh, I, w- I would God not be shocked. Have, God help us if we have like five, five to ten minutes like like we did yeah. uh, today for, for those six. It'll be ten goals. It'll be ten goals in ten minutes. Sorry about my camera. I don't know. I, I don't know if you can see me, but it's uh, I think it's 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 something's going on. Something's on the fritz today with my, my computer. I mean, and it's not. I mean, I'm, I'm using a Microsoft Surface Surface, so it's not like it's a it's a cheap little thing. Weird. Anyway, apologize for that. Um, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, it was pretty much trash it, trash it. Um, worst players? What, what did you? Yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, I don't think I'm going to rank them. I think everyone had a uh, 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 belly of a, a horrible day. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think it's even worth going through that. I think uh, everyone just needs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Was the worst, probably. Shajni had a bad game. Rugani had a bad I mean, so many had a bad game. But yeah. Bucci, as you know, my, my expectations as the captain are very high and that was terrible like it was just awful almost i would say that 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 my camera today is performing just like you did really (laughs) well at the start looked like a winner and then just disastrous at the end like where am i where where where? (laughs) that's hilarious oh my god that's priceless um yeah so um kind of you know looking into the next game what do you expect well, obviously, we're gonna get DiBala back. You know, we'll close we'll close her up uh, in a couple more lines. Obviously, thank you guys for all the comments, but there was just a lot of just 
<laughs> trashing this team oh, um, and um, and trashing Sari and trash. So we won't get into all those. Thank you though for mm-hmm. replying. Obviously on the WhatsApp group, I appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was everything from how much do we sell Rugani? How do we get? Or how much do we have to pay someone to take Rugani to a whole bunch of other things? Oh my god! I won't. We won't get into that too much. But uh, yeah, again, let's just look. Let's look ahead and uh, obviously against Atalanta. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that we're in for a really tough game. Obviously, Atalanta will be coming to Torino with, of course, a Allianz Stadium that is uh, reduced in terms of um, effect given the fact that we don't have uh, a crowd. So that home advantage is kind of is reduced. Um, you know, that said, considering the last year or so, you know, we, it's, it's, been, it's been quiet even when, when uh, spectators were allowed in. That said, we have, we have uh, Atalanta, which is uh, still to play in this round and comes off a good away victory in, in Cagliari where, where they were sort of tested, you know, and maybe they showed a little bit of faltering. Uh, and, uh, you know, Zapata is, is on and off, but Muriel has been on fire. So that's someone yep. to definitely look. Um, and more than anything, you know, we might be lucky that Atalanta gets one less rest day than, than we do. And we need, we need that, like, gosh, like we, we need the legs. We need a little bit of time to, to rest up and, 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 and re and re-energize. Because when you're playing Atalanta, I mean, Atalanta's a, you know, it's as if they're like robots, right? They they, they don't get tired, period. So, but that said, I think, I'm I'm positive. I think that um, this is a kick in the ass and it will actually give us all the more reason to to come out really strong against Atalanta. Uh, I don't see us losing, but... against them even though of course soccer is uh, fluid and the ball is round as they say it could happen right um but you know i see a definite bounce back and uh ultimately right now the name of the game is uh is i think atalanta will really be the toughest game in the rest of the city schedule for us we right. could if we can get through this one one way or the other and we're still seven points up it's looking really, really good because, you know, after that is Sassuolo and after that would be uh, Udine. Lazio, yeah. isn't it? Lazio. So, yeah. Go no, go no, ahead, no, you, no, no, you're correct. It is Sassuolo and it is uh, Lazio right after and Lazio. And at Lazio, then we can, in that situation, you know, if we're up, whatever, we're up four points, seven points, ten points, whatever, yeah. you know, all we, we need is we could even draw against them maintain that distance, right? And and of course, then you're drawing down on number of games to be played, and you're just closer and closer to math, mathematical clinching. This is not all to say that it's going to be easy, right? But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be a really really tough game, the toughest game uh, left in the in the schedule, I think. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty funny too because I I, I put a tweet in my drafts, and what it says was that all we had to do was match Lazio's results. And then I believe oh. it, it would have been, it would have been a draw, I believe, or a win against whoever that I think it's Udinese for us. 
after. Uh-huh. And then I think if they drew or lost against Cagliari, um, then we'd be mathematically uh, Scudetto winners, and then we go yeah. ahead and lose today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so definitely yeah. good thing for me keeping that in the drafts. You know that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Twitter for the fun for that function. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I know they play Samp tomorrow. I don't think that's going to be, and they're at home, so I, I think it's going to be a walk for them. I would be really surprised if uh, Samp got anything out of that one. But hey, like you said, you never know uh, what happens in football. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Atalanta game is going to be the afternoon, the the later game or the evening game. Um, mm. And then obviously Lazio plays Sassuolo in the morning. I believe it's the first game. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously on Saturday as well. Um, well, I mean, more but, than anything, I hope Atalanta wins tomorrow, right? Yeah. So that at least, you know they're not. They don't have the sense of urgency. Not that they. True. Not that they would lack motivation to try to beat us because yeah. you know Gasperini has a, is a former Juventus Primavera player uh, in 1976-77. And he also coached our Primavera uh, until, uh, I think, the early noughts from the uh, early uh, 1990s. So he's been, uh, uh, like, you know, he's got a a grudge. Yeah, against us. We never selected him as top coach. There was a bit of a flirt. And he's been, he was overlooked several, a few times by the the Triade, back in the Triade days of Moji. Giraudo and uh, Bettega. So, you know, the, he's 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 definitely saving up some players and, and making sure that he's got a full, as full and as strong a team as possible to play us in order to embarrass us. So uh, definitely one to watch. Uh, really hot game. By the way, I think that we are planning a, a socially distanced and responsible uh, in-person get-together. We're going to limit it to 10 people. We're still selecting the pub still. Hasn't haven't made an official announcement yet because awesome. we have we still have to check in for a few things with that. But uh, if, if whether that happens or not, there definitely will be an uh, a post match uh, meetup. So uh, Daniel, of course, you'll be invited for sure. Uh, as, as are all the members of uh, of the uh, Juventus Genkuri YYZ JFC club. Awesome. And again, just to end here, uh, we're gonna bring it, the positive the positivity up. A notch yep. and um you know so usually what i like to do is you know first time at the stadium or most memorable moments i just like to hear good uv stories let's be honest yep. so the floor is yours uh rocco if yep. you have a memorable moment or story or meeting someone there's been a lot of great ones guys so definitely check the past podcast even if you want to just go to the end i mean there's been meeting of players and a whole bunch of great stories so Definitely so check that out. I have I have three like, but I'll try to make them like I'll try to get them all for in sure, there. For real sure, quick, but real quick. So first off, in the two, 2012, I was in Italy for a uh, vacation, and um, season was over. But I wanted I'd never been to Turin. Made it made a, a a quick trip. Found a cheap flight from Bari, which is where my family was staying, which where I was nice. staying. And we went. I went up to Torino. I went by myself. Um, spent a one day, uh, basically like six hours between Juventus store museum, uh, you know, tour of the stadium. And, you know, by, I was, I literally, I think I spent three hours in the museum itself, just watching every single thing, reading every single 
piece that was there taking pictures you know taste soaking it all in and by the time that was done i i was almost bored of juventus almost <laughs> so that was the first time in 2017 i went to um see the to see to, to i made a, a trip to boston because juventus was going there um for uh to play roma at Gillette Stadium, and the highlight was actually the day before when I met all kinds of players. I had a, a, a jersey that had thirty, yep. had, had said number thirty-nine, and on top, angels or Angeli was written angels, like oh, beautiful, yep. so, um, a disaster. Um, and I got it signed by about seventeen or eighteen players, of course, among whom. Uh, Buffon got pictures with Buffon. Alexandro got pictures with him. Chiellini got a picture with him. Uh, Douglas Costa got a picture with him. Signed by um, uh, all those players I mentioned, plus Marquisio, plus Ken, plus Rincon <laughs> at the time, <laughs> and so many others that I, you know, I actually have it all mapped out. Who's who? Um, no man's no no Egwene. Fantastic, fantastic experience. And the third one was in, in Cardiff. I went to the Champions League final. Uh, Cardiff that day was the worst day of my life and it has nothing, almost nothing. I mean, the, the, the cup was part of it, but it was just grueling travel from, to and from uh, London. Um, I also ended up skipping dinner because all the, because, because Wales is so boring and so stupid that they didn't keep the restaurants open past uh they wouldn't even seat us at, at like it wasn't even 10 o'clock they wouldn't even seat us and this is while they were hosting a spanish team uh and an italian team and what yeah, you know, that's weird you know anything about spanish people they people spaniards in spain i mean people from spain um have dinner usually around starting around 9 30 10 o'clock at 10 oh, yeah. not a moment have a 10 30 right so anyways, incredibly stupid. Um, I, I didn't, I don't know. Anyway, so it was not, not the best. But the greatest thing was that I, we ended up uh, gathering, all Juventus ended up gathering at a, a pub in uh, Cardiff. And, you know, the, the pub was like pumping the uh, Juve hymn, the-, uh, the Juve song. And like, I just got that. And everyone, and I'm just going around and around with my phone, just circling and just seeing everybody with their hands up in the air and like, you know, cheering and singing and singing the Juve Storia di un grande amore, the 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 chorus of the song, and it was just, you know, like the the dopamine shots and and the, the excitement and the adrenaline was just going through the roof, and that was in the warm up right before the game got started. And of course, your mind, you know, people are like, ah, you're rock from twitter yeah. and i'm like who are you and i'm so and so i'm like oh, you don't have an abby uh and like, you don't have your real picture and it's like oh i'm so great oh, i never met you. and you know so many people and you know the maurizio from around jay was there and and uh, i think rap from uva.com might have been there and um you know farhad might have been there if i'm yeah. not mistaken a lot of guys not yeah a guy. it was like the, it was a big meeting of uh the uva mines there uh in cardiff <laughs> Was that like yeah. a pack? Was that a package that that went to London, or how 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 how'd you go about getting those tickets? Because that I mean that would must have been a hot well, ticket here, to get that. There's a here's 
the plug for JOFCs. <laughs> you know, we got, I got it through there. We, we, there was an allowance of, I think, only two for, uh, for the club that I belonged to at the time. Okay. And, uh, you know, we probably not the most democratic uh, way of selecting uh, people who wanted to go. Just kind of, they reached out to people who were on the board at the time, and I put my hand up, and that's how it happened. Beautiful. Um, we would, we would, we would probably hold a draw or do something uh, like that, something a little more fair. But, you know, I was lucky enough to do that. And I, you know, booked the ticket, booked the hotel, got over to London because Cardiff was 100% booked. Yeah. Inaccessible, impossible to like over, like it was so expensive to like, you know, like a three star was like 2000 bucks to to go for like well, a night or something like that so it was incredible it was crazy just they just couldn't handle it yeah. uh so everyone went to london a whole whack of people went to london and they took the three and a half hour train right over to cardiff from paddington station which is what i did uh yeah but uh got home um coupless um dinnerless at 3 a.m uh 3 38 in the morning in uh, london and didn't even have any uh any dinner and I got to my room starving. I think I had an apple that I stole from the breakfast the night before. <laughs> and I ate that and just collapsed and fell asleep. Yeah. I don't know if I could have handled that. I mean, I've been obviously just going to games and I was emotional enough. And then to go to a final, like even just watching it at home wasn't like uh, enough. I would love to go. And I was trying to actually, I was looking because I know a lot of guys, like you said, were going they were kind of trying to make a big meetup and, you know, guys were getting tickets and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I believe one website came up and yeah, like you said, it was literally, I was looking at prices and I'm like, how yeah. in the hell is anyone going to, is anyone doing this? There was even one that you could like buy that you had to like, you flew from Torino to, uh, I believe it was Cardiff or London. And then you had to like leave like immediately after and like, leave that same night on a plane so i said screw it and then you know you know what happens you know what happened next and you know i'm sure before the game like you said it was unbelievable and you know i guess you can kind of hold that as uh, a testament to that year and not think about the rest but uh thanks for oh and uh your quote i don't want to forget your quote oh Oh yes, and you know what? This is probably timely given a, a a game like the one that we had. But but here you go, and this and this is something that maybe will will sound better uh, not now only, but maybe in the, at the next uh, victory, which with Juventus we're lucky is usually around the corner. Juventus is adored by fans who are jealous of her. Watch her every step, you know her virtues, but are ready to reproach impetuously slightest defects compel her to be beautiful and forever young despite her age and criticize when she disappoints but they fall on their knees when right after the adultery of defeat she returns to them with a victory in short Juventus is a woman a lover and a mother all at once she's Venus that sometimes cuckolds you and at the same time the ever virgin Madonna pagan and Catholic at the same time and that quote is by Jean Cao. Damn, that's crazy. Beautiful. It's, beautiful. It's, it's, it's the most beautiful quote that I've ever heard. 
uh, written by uh, by anyone on uh, on US. Yeah, unbelievable. I definitely couldn't have wrote that. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, honestly, unbelievable, beautiful. Uh... But doesn't it speak right? To, oh yeah, like, exactly. Like each line. Yeah, but yeah. that the one the one where you go, um, you know, ready to reproach. Like we're we watch her, we're jealous of her, ready to reproach impetuously, slightest defects. Yeah. Right, and then fall to their knees right after the adultery she returns to them with a victory beautiful yeah. like right there that's yeah. poetry right there beautiful beautiful exactly well Rocco, right. thank you very much for coming on i appreciate it um it's always fun like i said i talked it doesn't matter accounts big small you know it's always uh it's always a good time speaking about uve and you know you know in good times and in bad but um, you know, again, like you said, the, the the next best thing is the next victory and moving one step closer to the ninth consecutive. And yeah, no, I think we definitely have a, a squad that can get us there. So I I I don't see us, you know, draw in. Let's say you know it doesn't go well against Atalanta again. Next mm-hmm. game up, you know, we have we have the points in hand and we have the mm-hmm. team in hand, and you know we. We can see the changes, and hopefully Saturday can uh, get us there. But um, yeah, again, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, guys. Check out the you know Bianconeri YYZ if you are obviously in Canada or in Toronto specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely worth it. Uh, obviously, check out Rocco if you haven't. I would be shocked if you're not following the guy. But if you haven't, check him out. He's uh, you know great to talk to. Great to talk to. Obviously online as well. And uh, I think you're doing a great job bringing the community together, like you, you said earlier. You. And uh, yeah, we, we got to have you on. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully after a better game. If, I, I guess. If, how about how about we say if and or when we clinch? How's that? Exactly. Let's if do. If you it. have an open slot, you know, think she's of me. O- she's open. She's right. open. Sweet. Perfect. Sweet. Perfect. <laughs> and as always, guys, you know. Again, keep it, keep up the support. I got, I got to thank you guys all. It's been, it's been a hell of a time. Obviously, at Juventini's app, D A L, Twitter and Instagram. That's where you're gonna find the links to obviously all of these podcasts. Um, and then again on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, um, the usuals as you guys already know. And just keep an eye on Twitter. You'll get the links as soon as this one drops. And uh, again, preview of uh, Atalanta gonna be coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, I believe there's going to be another pretty special guest coming on. We're just trying to confirm the details. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, lots of stuff coming up this summer uh, and even into the into the next season. The culture doesn't stop, uh, not even for uh, – hopefully not even for a second wave. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of content out there. And, uh, again, thank you very much, Rocco, uh, for coming on. And, you know, as always, fino la fine, guys. Forza Juventus. Ciao. La fine forza Juventus.